From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hey, hey, hey! Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. How are we doing, too? Thank you so much for getting up early and hanging out with us this morning. Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and Diego all in the house today out at the Beasley Empire. We are here in the studio enjoying the uh, nice air conditioning provided by the Beasley Broadcasting Corporation. We are uh, discussing uh, something hard-hitting I alluded to in the last hour it finally made uh, national news, and if you actually go in and... Breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. If you go and you do a search of, on this, you will see how many television stations, news agencies, newspapers across the country, uh, from national news agencies to local news agencies, all hit this hard-hitting story that affects every Floridian, every stockholder... In the state of Florida and beyond. Yeah. The arrest. <laughs> the arrest. And uh, the, Happen, arrest of four, the, the arrest of four Sumter County men arrested and being charged with smuggling the endangered Florida <laughs> flying squirrels. They're not endangered. Uh, it says endangered Florida flying squirrels to other countries in a million dollar... <sighs> pet smuggling scheme that involved money laundering, racketeering, and other violations. It's just the, the buildup that you put on it and then build to just go, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Flying yeah. squirrel <laughs> smuggling uh, out of the country. Apparently, the country that receives the said flying squirrels for the, uh, for the pet industry is probably not what you're thinking. It's Korea. Mm-hmm. Korea was the destination for the flying squirrels Good barbecue. of Florida. No, they're for pets. They're not for munching. Right. There's really not much on them. They're really kind of small, you know? I mean, they're they, cute. They're, they're cuddly. They're, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're fun to watch, and uh, they always freak you out. If you've ever seen one in a tree stand, and you're sitting there, and you're kind of in that glaze where you've been looking at everything, and all of a sudden, this thing kind of goes... And woo glides across your line of vision and <laughs> lands on a tree. And you go, what the hell? What was that? It's even worse <laughs> when you're going around and tapping bird boxes to see if there's any oh, birds in them. Oh, they pop out, yeah. And they come and they jump out at you. Either that or they start <laughs> screaming at you. They're like, I mean, they give you all kinds of grief. But we have them. We have them up in Pennsylvania, and they're they're notorious for getting in your houses and everything else. So. You got to trap them and try and get them and out. Everybody thinks they're bats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these uh, these parents, uh, these guys in uh, Sumter County, who have been arrested and charged with that, as well as apparently uh, three guys up in Georgia, suspected and an unnamed uh, fugitive, and together they face a total of twenty five felony charges, and more arrests are expected. Well, it must have been a slow news week. I guess the. I guess the Biden laptop wasn't big enough, so they had to go with the flying squirrel story to go, you know, coast well, to coast. It, it was funny because I came upon this, and I know we briefly talked about it a while back, but 
I came across this because this person that was arrested was also in the alligator industry, and I was investigating the fact that he was locked up since turkey season. I mean, he's been locked up a long time. He can't make bail. But, uh, and I'm looking at court documents and this and everything and trying to see what the gist of it is. And I keep seeing flying squirrel, flying squirrel. And I'm like, is this a code name? Did they get to the point <laughs> where in the law, in the, the court records are using code names, you yeah, know, to, yeah. to protect some undercover sting? No, it really was. I would hate that flying to be a, squirrel. I would hate to be known as uh, Agent Flying Squirrel if I was an FWC yeah. undercover guy, uh, according to Flying Squirrel. Hey, I'm your wingman. Well, did they uh, <laughs> did they give you any info? Because it says here that uh, they never mind. Investigators learned that ten thousand traps were set in several Central Florida counties, resulting in the capture of around. 3,600 flying squirrels that were uh, sold to a wildlife dealer in Bushnell, and the transactions were disguised in records as captive bred animals instead of wild animals. And there is absolutely a 100% legal way to obtain flying squirrels. You You can breed them, and there are captive flying squirrels that they were, quote, breeding to sell into the pet industry that is a legal method you can own a flying squirrel in the state of florida to breed well as a pet Pet, but it has it cannot come from the wild well the dealer up there in bushnell received as much as two hundred and thirteen thousand dollars but the retail international value was set at around a million dollars according to the fwc buyers would come to bushnell from south korea and the animals would be driven to Chicago in rental cars and sent to an unwitting exporter. Eventually, couriers See, from Georgia took over the transports. So, I mean, it, it dude, was quite was, intense. That is, that just seems like if you had to put that much work into, That's, I don't know, yeah. uh, no, you know, a productive uh, no, 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 this, car moving business. This or, is the <laughs> thing. We have a lot of wildlife violations out there that are occurring, mm-hmm. and and we, it, it's pretty intense. And a lot of it, way that they get away with what they're doing, is there's a lack of communication between one state to another state. And when paperwork moves, it it loses visibility into the system. And so, as long as they make a couple hops out of it, by the time it gets there, there's no way to say. It's not legit. Well, this one here, what they're saying is, uh, as you pointed out, it wasn't just the flying squirrels that were involved. They actually uh, were also dealing in freshwater turtles and alligators were also trapped and sold. And, uh, of course, their transactions were also fraudulently documented as well. Uh, They're saying that they're still going to find out probably even more. More arrests will probably come out of it. Uh, That uh, it's one of those things that, as you pointed out, uh, working together with other industry uh, agencies was what actually helped to break the case. They, if you think about this, this is all who was involved in this. The Illinois Conservation Police, mm-hmm. the Georgia Department of Natural Resources, and Homeland Security Investigations worked together to collect evidence with the California Department of Fish and Wildlife that intercepted shipments that were going to California. Turtles were shipped from Tampa International Airports to Los Angeles. And uh, if you know of anybody like that, you can always turn them in. 
And uh, they think that uh, the first time the animals were stolen uh, made the news up there in Sumter County when someone broke into a sanctuary run by a reality TV stars, the Swamp Brothers, and stole a rare white alligator and set fire and killed 43 other reptiles. Um, so they're saying that um, that one they think was probably, you know, shipped out and pew, gone away anyway. That's the only one they wanted was just the white one and uh, get him out oh, yeah. and get him gone. That one probably fetched a pretty good sum of cash, you know, for some South Korean guy to have a giant white alligator in his koi pond, I guess, is uh, worth the money. <laughs> it but won't I mean, be a koi pond for long if yeah. you have a big white alligator. <laughs> yeah, but. Gonna, yeah, orange. I've never had orange before. I think I'll go with the black and gold today. But, I mean, but, you think about it. I know it's. But we this, laugh a little bit about it, but... Dude, when you think about the amount of money and how much effort was going into this and how much was being taken out of our... our well, no, uh, you got to understand. If you, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, but what they assess the value to be, they they jack that value way up. Yeah. Well, of course they do, but, I mean, it's still, it's wildlife taken out. Why couldn't they go and steal, like, iguanas and tegus and uh, pythons? And it's like those if you look at an alligator, they, they value an alligator at an exorbitant amount, but yet they charge people in the state $5 for it. You think so? <laughs> and he's out. All right, we're going to take a break. Big and Wild Outdoors, 888-404-1010. If you want to talk, 888-404-1010. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Here we go. Stay right Diego, do you know if Ozzy's still coming? He's supposed to be coming to the uh, to the amphitheater or whatever they call it now. See if you can find out. I want to see him before he goes to the Great Beyond. I really do. That's one guy. I think I want he's to see. already there. Well, yeah. What are you talking about? He ain't worried about. He he would show up and play because God knows that man ain't worried about nothing killing him. She's <laughs> like uh, my my. I've introduced uh, my children to Ozzy years ago, and we used to watch his show with him and Jack, his son, his son, when they were traveling around the country doing all their stuff. And uh, they were like, Dad, how can you understand what he's saying? Because, you know, he told me. Like, <laughs> and then uh, we'd be driving in the car, and an Ozzy song would come on. And I'd go, you know that guy we watch on TV? Yeah, that's him singing right there. And they're like, I can understand every word he says. How does he do <laughs> That was all with the Osborne, the reality show. That was always everybody I know would always say the same thing. You'd see him on the reality show at the house. (laughs) Ozzy is like an old school singer. He actually enunciates all the syllables in the word. When you hear him, you can actually understand every single word. It's not like something where you got some guy screaming in a microphone. You don't understand what he says. But anyway, I was I wanted to take my take my son and go do the Ozzy experience and see what's happening. Uh, During the uh, break, we were. Chit-chatting about the flying squirrel uh, smuggling ring that's going on. And Jonathan brought up an interesting thing uh, on ethics, uh, something that he saw. And uh, I wanted to retort on it on the air. I did not want to waste it here in the air in the studio. 
So give the folks the rundown on what it is that you saw and what you were going, and then Bill well, and I will jump was, all over you. you know, hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's The situation was is there was a group of people on BLM land out what, west. What's BLM land? Bureau, Bureau of, of Land, land management. management. So public land. Public land. Okay. Federally owned There was land. a bull elk that had caught his had got himself caught in a drainage ditch. And they ended up the group of local farmers and, and all that, get out. and couldn't get out. Now and they this got is a the, big bull elk. I mean, like a, a five by five, six, six by six, six huge yeah. bull elk. Okay. Um, they got him out. I mean, obviously the elk was done. You know, I mean, when well, they when like I, to get in water and, and water. And when I around. say done, when I say done, I mean they had a video of them pulling the elk out of the ditch. And when they got the elk out of the ditch, they had to literally set him up cow fashion for him to lay there, you know, just because he Legs was... Legs folded underneath he was, him, he's sitting there he on was the done. ground. He was done. Yeah. He, he was all his energy. He was exhausted. He was done. There was, yeah. no, there was no getting away or anything else. Well, they'd gotten hay for the elk, They'd try and trying to help him kind of... Get, get his strength his, back. Gain his strength back. Well, guy walks up, I want to say within a few hours or an hour or so of that happening, walks up, pushes the people out of the way, and shoots the elk with a bow four steps away. And, you know, I mean, butchers the elk and all that, but it's, yeah. He killed it, shot it right there in front so, of all those people. So yeah. he, he legally harvested the de- the elk. Oh, he used a tag he had for the land, yes. Yeah. But. Now, th- what gets me about that is how so, did he know that was going on unless somebody He was said, part of the group that was there getting the elk out of the ditch. So he ran home real quick, got his bow, came back and said. Uh, and it was his daughter's tag. He put it in there. So he used his daughter's tag. His daughter used her tag. Okay, so she shot the, dude, it's, the elk. From what from what I was reading in the story, he basically got everybody out of the way, and they shot the elk. That that, that that's the how you say. And we the, have no clue whether or not that elk would have lived on its own. It could have. There there were people on there that made good points to the fact of. Unfortunately, it was in Montana. I think is where it was at Montana or somewhere like that. That the sad part about it was is more than likely unless they stayed out there with the elk, wolves, wolves, wolves and all that would have probably jumped on it. Which I could understand that. Even but, a golden eagle would take a poke at that. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean that's uh, do you categorize yourself as a trophy? You know, I'm a great hunter. No, they hide large, large, you know, legally harvested animals. Yeah. It's All just, within the rules, it's just, just like just ethic, like people ethic, who hunt over feeders, you yeah. know. Ethically, it's, it's, it's kind of legal. Like, you know, it's it's there. It's it's just. I understand that the the legal side of it. Yes, it's all legal to do and all that stuff. But then there's that ethics thing that's like, you know, it wasn't I mean, tied up. No. no, but dude, I mean, it's no different than somebody <laughs> going, well, you know, you hunt a high fence, or you, uh, you know, you hunt an area that's. Uh, if high fence is you know thirty square miles. That's it, it, it's just yeah, but as soon as you say those words, DNA control. A lot of folks think that that's not very ethical to be able to do that. But uh, that's that's one's rules. I have rules that are my rules that I superimpose on me above that of the law of the wildlife commission or the. I think the every I think no. everybody who's been raised in the woods has that spark in them that there's a. There's a certain right way to do it, and then there's not a right way to do it. It's kind of like, you know, catching flying squirrels in South Korea. 
we, we as hunters and conservationists in our own right, would not do something like that. Me, ethically, I would have not walked up there and, and shot the elk unless it was in distress and knew that it was not if going to it, make it. it was laying, If yeah. it got hit by a car, well, I'd it's walk like up guy, there and yeah, it's like guys put a round in his ear. It's like guys were making comments about it, and I've, and I've experienced this myself. You've, I know you probably I mean, have, where I, you see an animal that's wounded or... Broke leg. Bro- I mean, I've seen it... I've, it, I kicked myself in the rear end to this day, but I had a deer walk by me that was shot through the nose with a bow and arrow, and it was in gun season, and it it was living. It was alive. He was alive. Everything was fine. He was living at the moment, but, but that doesn't you mean could a see. Well, you could see his nose, the nose area, and all that was starting to swell up. But the thing about it was, is the fletching colors were a different kind of green color to where they matched the leaves. So I thought the deer had walked through and caught a branch and just had a branch or something hanging off, but then I could see the shaft. But of course, by the time all that happened, he was out of range. He was well, he was out of range and behind stuff. But you know, I, and I would have shot that if, if even if I would have been on a paid hunt, I would have shot that deer because I know that that deer is gonna die. Well, we don't I mean, know. We don't know this. Like they're all gonna die. Well, sooner or later, it would have been wasted. You know, I, I we don't know what the <laughs> stress level was on the deer, and I know that there are some kind-hearted people out there that were, you know, giving him hay and and water and all that stuff. But there's a point where this guy, if he was one of the rescuers, he may be a little more versed in the uh, the elk stress level or whatever, and go, "This dude's not going to make it. He's not going to be here in the morning. Wolves are going to take him away. Coyotes going to mm-hmm. take him away. Badgers are going to chew on his bones." It'd be best if I went back, got my bow, came back, shot it, and didn't let it, as you said, go to waste. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not wasted because the animals would feed on it, but in the human's eyes, you're, you know, it's a waste of a really well, delicious animal big, laying there. The, the, so. the biggest thing that one of the things they were talking about a lot of them on there too were the ones that the guys that shot deer and one guy shot an elk was talking about a unit that they had out there that's like, if you draw a tag, it's like lottery, and he ended up killing an elk that had fought with another one and killed the other elk. So it's stuff like that. He's like, he goes, it's not the elk I wanted to take, but he's like, I know that you had one elk was already dead from fighting with one and the other one was going to die anyways. So So I get two. I took the elk. (laughs) Well, no, no, he took the elk, but I mean, that's situations like that. They were talking about it, but that's. Yeah, but I wonder if you get to keep both of them. My thing is. You 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 don't necessarily get to claim yourself as to being a great hunter, and every time they look at that antlers in there, exactly, they're going to remember how they got that. Yeah, and if they're okay with that, I don't care. Yeah, it's on them, I guess. But you know, and and in all reality, could have the other people who were trying to save it get charged for harassing the wildlife? Yeah, because. You look at certain situations, animals are in distress all the time, and yeah. and it isn't always our job to intervene, even though mm-hmm. we think we're doing the right thing. Oh, well, yeah. th- that right there is is a, is an excellent point, and I think that's why you have so many people who uh, there's videos all the time on social media, people rescuing dogs and everything else, and all these other critters. Uh, if it's wild wildlife, that's a totally different situation. Uh, you know, you bring up the the ethic, uh, the um, ethics of shooting this animal after it's been in distress. Well, 
another story to go along with that one over in Idaho. Now that the elk numbers are getting so out of hand over there, guess what they're having to do over there? Introduce wolves. No, that's, that would be a last resort. <laughs> they're going to do what all the other people do. Bring in sharpshooters. Let sharpshooters go in and kill the elk and uh, do what they do with them instead of basically letting them uh, uh, hunters get maybe an extra tag or uh, maybe give them as a giveaway or do something like that to make to make money or do whatever it is to keep the numbers down. Right. Last year they killed 206 elk out of there with sharpshooters in an effort to actually uh, to do it, and they're doing it at night. So they're not even doing it during the daytime. They're letting them get out there and uh, shoot them with night vision and uh, drag the animals off of the uh, private property. And the reason why they're killing them? Why? From eating thousands of dollars worth of crops. (laughs) Okay. That's why they're bringing them in. Now, here's the thing. Some hunters in the fishing game... Uh, said, said that they should be using sportsmen to shoot the elk instead of allowing sharpshooter staff members uh, shoot them at night out there grazing in the evening. Uh, night hunting is also illegal by private citizens, preventing the state from using hunters as sharpshooters as animals. That's their that's their reasoning behind not letting people do it during the time. Well, we only allow it at night, and you're not allowed to shoot at night, so you can't do it at night. But But you can, but we can't. So they're not allowing hunters to go... Onto private land without so, permission. So what you do is to say, instead of making me buy a hunting license to do it, you pay me, and I'll go shoot it, and I'll make a contribution to your wildlife agency. Sure. Well, Boom. and it's the thing that drives me nuts when you hear stories like that is it's like us with the hunters for the hungry and stuff like that. Right there. Another perfect example of a situation where you could get people to go out there and probably shoot those said elk and feed a lot of homeless people. Well, because I can tell you, there's a lot of meat on a elk carcass. Well, thank goodness because they have the state Republican uh, Senator Lee Hedder, who's also a big time hunter, who's looking at it as a hunter and going, "Dude, this is not right," and he believes the department should not be allowed to kill elk while hunters are struggling to find them. It's not fair to sportsmen. It's not fair to the elk. It's not fair to the public. So hopefully that'll change. Tax That's dollars life. at work. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's Tax not fair. dollars at work. Here we go. Big and Wild Outdoors taking a break. Brought to you by our good friends over Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be back. Everybody, welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, George here in the uh, studio today, along with Diego on the phones this morning. We have a uh, a uh, young person on the phone who wanted to give us kind of a rundown. If you're looking for a uh, a side of beef or a uh, big old plate of pork or some lamb, if you're one of those who like that stuff, I hate lamb. And uh, you don't like lamb? No, uh-uh. no. Lamb tastes just like they smell bad. 
<laughs> Who's this on the phone? Good morning. Is this Stephanie? Hey, this is Stephanie. What yes, are you Stephanie doing? Conrad. You don't eat lamb, do you? No. <laughs> See? I'm not the only one. Uh, you know what? I'll eat a goat before I eat a lamb. I don't know why. It's, Maybe it's the spices or whatever. Bad. Oh, lamb is he, He's uh, saying his lamb is like that dirty old sock, lamb chops. You know, when my brother started working at the restaurant, it's called the Little Lamb. And I said, please don't tell me it's like a lamb place because I'll never eat there. And he goes, no, we have lamb every once in a while. But no, it's not. It's just called the Little it's all Lamb. all in how it's prepared. Yeah, it's not just all lamb. So, but a lot of people like it. A uh, lot of people do like it. Yeah, well, people like uh, you know, uh, you know, yeah. moldy, nasty cheeses too. But you know, I'm, I'm out <laughs> on some of those. So it's it is what it is. So Stephanie, you uh, you all done? You ready for the auction? What's the deal? Tell us. Give us the details. We, we are. So um, we're having a modified Hillsborough County Fair this year um, due to. COVID, and um, we're just really grateful that these kids who invest a whole lot of money into these projects were able to show their animals yesterday. It was a one-day uh, marathon-style yeah. show. Um, we had uh, market lambs showing first, and then the, uh, the pig showed, and then last night we had our steer show, and it's just a long day, but so worth it. These kids have uh, they've risked a lot. Um, you know, there's a lot of investment that goes into these animals, and um, we're just really thankful they were able to show. And then today is uh, the culmination of all the hard work is our sale day. Starts at 1 o'clock. There's uh, three options for people who want to support these youth. You can come to the Hillsborough County Fairgrounds. We will have a room where our buyers are going to be able to socially distance themselves from each other and um, be in air conditioned, and, and they're going to be able to watch um, on a big screen the, the kids in the arena. And um, so that's the first option you have. It starts at 1 o'clock again. Um, and then you will be able to go to uh, cowbitter.com, and um, it's going to be online. So if you want to register and watch it online and bid from home, you can do that. What is and that we'll again? Out- Cow what? Okay. Well, hang on. You know what? I always say the wrong thing. Last night at the sale, I said the wrong thing like three times, and I kept getting corrected. <laughs> it's cowbuyer.com. Sorry. Cowbuyer. B-U-Y-E-R, calbuyer.com. Calbuyer.com, yes. Okay, calbuyer.com. But yet you're selling steers. Um, So actually it's a mixed sale. So we're going to have pigs, market lambs, steers, and turkeys. Oh, I forgot about about the turkeys. Turkeys, Bill George. Any Osceolas? You don't have to shoot them. No Osceolas. They weren't able to um, provide that this year. It's going to be big, fat, uh, Butterball type turkeys. <laughs> there you go. But um, and from what I hear, everyone who buys turkeys every year are just extremely pleased with yeah. their product. We have people that come from several counties away just to buy the turkeys. So, no people um, that buy their Thanksgiving turkeys. That's a good this. idea. Yes. That's a good idea. Yes. Fresh right yes. there, and, Florida raised. And Absolutely. And and so the great thing about all of these projects is these kids acquire them when they're young. Uh, the turkeys are very, very young, but, you know, the kids get them um, as as young little projects and they have raised them with a lot of care. Um, a lot of time has been dedicated. A lot of money has been invested, but you can't you really can't ask for products that are 
um, more meticulously raised and cared for than the products that are going to be sold today. So. That is true. And as as we pointed out on the show, if uh, you want to get a, a buy the whole thing, I would suggest that you call your brother-in-law, your dad, mom, whoever you want to, cousins, people at work, uh, you know, and go Correct. in halves, go in quarters, and uh, put in the money and buy it and fill your freezer. I mean, Correct. Uh, uh, it's a great way to do it. Who's going to be processing the turkeys? Is that done still with... Uh, it's not nettles. They don't do turkeys, do they? No, it is. It is someone that's um, somewhat local. I, I'm, I, I, I don't want to misspeak here, but it's it's not very far away. There's a facility that handles um, the processing of game birds and stuff. So I, I know that last year they changed facilities, and the reports that I got back was everybody was really really pleased with the products. I'm they, not, I, I, you, you know. know I'm going to come up with a great idea. What you ought to do is you ought to purchase the turkey and let the kid keep it and keep feeding it and fattening it up. And then about a week before Thanksgiving, then go get yeah. it, put it in yeah. the, put it in the backyard or whatever it is, and then uh, do your thing, dispatch it, pluck it, and put it in there. Yeah. I will tell you yeah. that the best turkey I've ever eaten, I bought from the Amish deli that was here. I had to put my order in for the turkey, how much I wanted it. You know, they gave you the weights and all that stuff. And I went in, they called me and said, your turkey's here. I went to go get it, and they said, it doesn't get any fresher than this. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, this thing, you know, had feathers on it three days ago. I mean, That's so it, crazy. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it was, uh, it was. Uh, there's a big difference between fresh turkey and, like, uh, you know, when it's been frozen for Lord knows how long. You know, I, right. I, I don't know. But uh, there is well, a big we're difference. In a time, I, I feel like we're in a time when people really – are conscious about where their food comes from and they want to know where their food comes from. Sure. And uh, this is a great a way. I mean, you know where these animals have been. Um, you can see who's been caring for them. And, um, sorry, beside that, um, you know, you're getting a fresh product, a nutritious product, a safe product, but you're also investing in a young person's life that will ultimately help them for their future. So I think that's that's the most important part. And as you said, as businesses, you can come together with other businesses. As families, you can come together, buy a project, split it up. You've got a fresh, nutritious product in your freezer ready to go. And you've also made a huge investment that will definitely um, be, be way more important than, you know, some of the other things that we can do. So. Well, we know that those uh, those critters are not going to be uh, uh, dispatched here and then processed over in China and then shipped back over. That's for sure. That's I mean, correct. you're going to get you're going to get good quality beef, pork, uh, turkey, whatever it is, lamb uh, that you're going to get here in the United <laughs> States, and it'll the all be, it'll all be good. Uh, the lambs and pigs are going to nettles processing up in Lake City, right? And the steers are going to be processed in Polk County at Cumbie. Um, which is a, a new processor to us. They've been around for a very long time, um, but they do an excellent job. And yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm not going to misspeak on the turkeys, but I do know um, it's it's not too far away, and uh, they do a great job too. Well, it all happens today starting at 1 o'clock. All you have to do is, is either go out to the uh, Hillsborough County Fair, which is just right off of 60, and uh, you just kind of turn in and, and go. I mean, there's signs all over the place. It's just past it. Brandon. Yeah. And uh, if you're heading out there eastbound, you'll see the signs, and you have to take a left. <laughs> Look for and, the big dredge bucket. Yeah, and get out there and go. Or you can actually yeah, go on. You can go online and go to uh, Cal yep. Buyer 
Hillsboroughcounty.com or even CalBuyerLive.com, and it'll take you to the page, and you can go to Hillsborough County Youth Market Sale starting at 1 o'clock. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this one because they got some great auctions. This is a great idea, not just for here, but if you're looking for meat in other states or anything like that, they yep. they got auctions all over the place mm-hmm. on there. Especially, and, and of were, course, we're we're utilizing our social media. So we've all got the social media site. So um, if all else fails and you can't remember anything that's said today, <laughs> just go to social media and look for the Hillsborough County Fair Facebook page, and there will be directions and links, and we are going to make this as easy as we possibly can for our for our prospective buyers. Yeah, it sounds like it's, uh, believe it or not, you know, COVID-19 has kind of made it a little bit easier uh, than it used to be. And I know uh, Jonathan was telling us that even when it comes to the uh, the uh, the snackage out there at the Hillsborough County Fair, you can do it as a drive through I mean, it's correct. You can, there so is can, a drive through fair food. Is that crazy? I, that's pretty awesome. You could like stop in, yeah. get a corn dog in one place, a... Uh, a yeah, uh, Smith corn dogs, and they make them fresh. I mean, you go right, the best. get your corn dog, then go get your funnel cake, and then uh, fill up your car with, uh, you know, deep fried sticker bars and everything else. It's all awesome. That's right. That's right. Well, Stephanie, get out of here. Go out there. Get ready. You got an auction to get to. I know. Thank you guys for having us, and we just appreciate the support of our youth, and we look forward to seeing everybody today. All right, Stephanie, thank you so see much. You in a little bit, sis. We'll see you in Bye. a little bit. All right, go Bye. to, to cowbuyer.com, cowbuyer.com. If you want to get in on the auction today, get yourself a big old side of beef or a big old giant pork, porker, or some or lamb. Turkey or a lamb, uh, and go do that. <laughs> Stop it. You don't like gyro meat? Yeah. <laughs> Now, gyros I do like, but that's a mixture of beef uh, and yeah, lamb. Yeah, totally different. Totally different. Yeah, I'm not a pork chop. I'm a lamb chop Good guy. one, Diego. Good one. Ozzy <laughs> 2022. He, he's he's away. 2022. 2022 is when Ozzy's going to be here? If he's around. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Here we are, Big and Wild Outdoors. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Braden Gunn, Bill George, Jonathan Swindle, Diego. You called yeah, me out. Know. Called me out before the break on the uh, lamb, lamb meat stuff. I do. I do like the uh, good euros. I like the euro meat. It's really good. But that's that's totally different. That's a mixture of kebabs. It depends on the spices, I guess. You know, it's one of those things where. Uh, if it's just a lamb, lamb chop, you know, where it's just nothing on it but salt and pepper, I'm not, I'm not a, not a big fan. It's just. I, mean, I, I eat whatever kind of meat. What? I'm talking to the microphone, you crazy new guy. I am. Oh, very, so, I, I don't have the so, headphones with me today. You're so soft spoken. It's like a Diego talks like it's like a, like a, like a whisper. It's a whisper. Did you guys get your coffee made? You're all good. No. What is it brewing? Are you okay? No. Was well, the break too short? I'm sorry. Yeah. Is it, is it working? Did you get it going? He has Couldn't find no any. Keurig. Couldn't find any. Yeah, but they have packets of coffee and the little filtery things. You put the water in and it does, you know, it does yeah, that. Yeah, but then you make a whole pot and we drink like maybe one or two cups. We? Then, you? Not me. I'm a Mountain Dew guy. I'm all good. I'm all right. Bill George, you're not what a coffee guy. What were y'all talking guy. about? Not a coffee We guy. were continuing the lamb conversation. About the actual gyro conversation? Yeah. Gyro. gyro. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love saying that. Yeah, sure you do. No, yeah. 
I just gyros. Love, I, I just don't have a gyro. Uh, I just love saying that because the people are like, it's not gyros. We were talking with uh, Stephanie out there with the Hillsborough County uh, Fair. They got the auction going on at 1 o'clock today. You can go check it out at uh, calbuyerlive.com or calbuyer.com. And I was perusing through, and I found one for Bill George. There's one coming up here pretty soon up in Pennsylvania. It's up in Reedsville. It's the Nittany Lion Fall Classic 2020. So you can go in there and get yourself a nice Holstein or something in there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Go get you one. But I had to, I saw one here that I had to ask Jonathan about, being a cattle guy. I just I, 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 I saw it, and I was like, what in the world? Golden Future Embryo Online Sale. What oh, yes. in the world is that? Uh, just what it says. How, how flush, do you? They, so now. Is this something I don't want to know about? I don't want to take through the grave no. with me or something? No. There's, uh, you're our, getting half our, of our, a cow. You're, you're getting. Uh, <laughs> you're getting half of a cow. <laughs> well, it's no. It's with the genetics and everything else that they have now. They're flushing. They'll they'll take a cow and they will flush her embryos. So basically. When they do the flush, you buy the embryo from the cow, and they can artificially so, inseminate it with a bull that you want. And there, I mean, there's different practices. But so that's can, how you get the good stuff from the mom. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. You <clears> can <throat> kind of basically it's you can take. Uh, these are pe- not unfertilized. These are unfertilized eggs. Basically, yes, these are her the, eggs. So you half get of the, a cow. Yeah. yeah. You so get you the, get the girl half. You get the eggs from the cow, and then you can obviously pick out which bull you want to artificially inseminate it with, but then they can actually place the embryo, like, say, for instance, with that dairy show. There's a lot of people that, uh, and this was a practice when me and my sister were showing beef cattle and a lot of the beef shows and stuff, they would flush the embryos uh, and artificially inseminate them and put them into dairy cows. So is that how they came out? The dairy cow would actually birth the calf just like normal and be able to you know, take care of and feed the calf, but the calf would have obviously the mother and the, you know. So is that how they came up with the beefalo or did they just turn them loose out there and let nature take its course? A little bit of both. Oh, I guess maybe that was before the embryo flush or whatever. Well, I guess. Hey, in Australia, there's wild bulls. There's wild cattle for just for that reason. So for for what reason? That what you said. The cows, just, just for cows, embryos? basically cows became feral. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember the first time I saw a beefalo at the uh, Texas uh, at the uh, livestock rodeo in Houston livestock show and rodeo. That was the biggest is it creature. Related th- to a jackalope? No, dude. It is a cross between. Uh, it's, he's some, not lying. It's a cross between a buffalo and some some other type of cattle. That is just. Um, it looked like. The Arnold Schwarzenegger of the cattle world. This thing was as big as a F one fifty. Yeah, I mean it was huge, just like just looked like a giant bodybuilder, just kind of standing there looking at you like a Labrador. What's up, man? What, what are you doing? Like I could you flick you like in my ear and yeah. you'd fly, fit, you'd yeah. fly fifty feet. Like what you see? What's going on? Keep moving. Take a picture. Get out. <laughs> I mean, it was like one of those. This is big, <laughs> huge, blonde, muscular, ginormous critter. Yep. That uh, yeah, beefalo. I'm I'm not kidding. I guess they're still around. I don't know. You'd think that Arby's would have snagged a few of those bad boys. We just can't leave well better. enough alone. Uh, you know, bigger, better deal. That's what they're looking for. They're trying, try It's that. Hey, but more I think, yield, yield listen, on the hoof. I, we I, can control genetics and pick and choose. Mm-hmm. 
but we still can't control the weather. Nope. Uh, that is. But yet we keep true. wanting to try. Yeah. Well, you nobody. Know. Hey, what what did you say to me a long time ago? Nobody's better at it than God. So. <laughs> well, yeah, he does a pretty good job at it, I would say. <laughs> uh, before we got into all this, we were talking a little bit about the elk that was out there in the uh, the wilds of Montana that got kind of trapped in a uh, drainage ditch. The reason why they do that is they like to wallow. They like to make wallows, and sometimes they get stuck in the mud, and then uh, wolves and everything else move in, which made me remember a story that I brought up to uh, Jonathan, I mean, uh, to uh, Bill, was you heard that they uh, somebody hit a wolf in in Wisconsin in their, in their, with their car, and everybody was like, what in the world is a wolf doing here out, outside of their territory? <laughs> which you pointed out. Have four what, legs. <laughs> what is what is a wolf's territory, man? I mean, uh, no, no, the, the one thing I have learned is people today think they want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, our biologists. Oh, Goliath grouper do not eat fish; they only eat crustaceans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Okay, that's not what they eat. I got spearfishmen that argue that. Oh, part. we don't yeah. have any Goliath grouper. There, there, there's hardly any Goliath out there. No. That's not true. Yeah, there's a lot. So for a biologist to sit there and say, well, that wolf really isn't in his territory, that wolf's free to roam where he wants to roam. Exactly. And what do they always do? If you get out of a pack, they go find a new and establish a new territory. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they do it. Which uh, led me to the other one was another shock and horror. People can't fathom for some reason that another mountain lion was actually hit on a California freeway. And they're like, how in the world did a mountain lion get on a freeway in California? (laughs) <laughs> it's the like same. it's like the whole country the whole state is not just los angeles and san diego well, and san francisco and, there's and a sorry, lot of wild like, territory out there it's as big as it's bigger than texas yeah, but but if you look here in the state of florida we are taking down the five foot fences around the freeways and we're putting these humongous huge 10 footers huma- yeah, yeah at least 10 foot tall fences because guess what? Right, the wait. animal sees a road. It doesn't mean jack squat to them. No, That's it's just just, just a harder path but, to cross. But here we are talking about trying to let things expand and move. And oh, we want panthers to expand their territory, which are already all over the place. Um, but you want them to freely move. But yet everywhere we go, nah, Bill, they're only on the corridors that we built. Fences that are natural barriers to the free movement of this wildlife. I, and but that's why we're controlling their movements. <laughs> I, I, I looked at I looked at FWC one time when they were talking about it. It's like, listen, Georgia's supposed to be taking part of the brunt of the load in regaining the southeastern population of panthers or cougars or whatever we want to call them. I says. Catch them, put them north of I-10. Okay, you got a humongous deer population north of Easy. I-10. You got a heavy, heavy fence line there. So they're going to be able to have nowhere to go south. They're going to go to Georgia. Yep. They're going to go stay yeah, up there. Yeah, put them well that, north of I-10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 10 has a big, tall fence like all Dothan the way along. Like Dothan Drop them off in Pensacola. Yeah. They'll find their way. No, back. like closer to Dothan, please. <laughs> well, you know, I, I will say. What's wrong with having You don't want a panther? I don't need. What, 
What do you not want? They're predatory. I'm finally at you. Don't want an endangered species on your property? No, I don't because I finally achieved homeostasis to where I have quail and deer in my front yard again up there. So leave them alone. Leave them alone. (laughs) Quit eating my stuff. (laughs) I've got enough freaking cats and everything else to deal with. (laughs) And that seagull video, by the way, was pretty good too. it's, It's all about you. No, it's quail? not all about me. But it's, it's about the client, Bill George. It's, it's all not, about the client. It's not all about the client. Well, no, it's not all it's about, not the client. about the client. Oh, it is about the not, client. But what I'm trying to say is, is it's about the, the problem is somewhere. Oh well, there we go. <laughs> Good thing I'm not going to ever run for politics. But no, it's not about that. It's the problem is is here we go again of introducing a predator somewhere because not introducing. It's always been here. It's, I understand that, but you know it and I know it. The We're way just that helping the it. way that these dying deer bleeded heart people love to be with it comes to predators is, is let's just throw them back into a place and not manage them and then be mad about it when they kill everything. Why should South Florida have to suffer on their own? Never. Because they should. They're there they're, they're already so they're let them taking suffer. the brunt of the load. I know. Yeah. They can't hardly have a deer season. Oh. <laughs> It's uh, because maybe, of the maybe Florida we should Panther. Have a few Panther hunts. I'm just saying, uh, we could do that. I'm and not, I said uh, it. Yes, I'm that's not me. Of that. it's, it's all good for that. Uh, if you if the numbers support it, Bill, you know how they are. If the numbers support no, it, no, it's it's it isn't about the numbers because they don't they want to claim it as a different species, yeah. even though it's not biologically a different species. It is a a geographically distant Spe- yeah. species in other words there, there's a pocket of them but it is not a different species yeah at this point bill yeah, yeah they're all in the same family they just live in different areas yeah well they brought it <laughs> is that exactly what it is mm, that's the way i look at it i've never uh, i've never really had to worry about them too much they don't seem to bother me that much when i'm out in the woods so and the only one I've ever actually really seen in the wild uh, was back in the day off the Howard Franklin Bridge uh, on the other side over by the airport. It came walking out of the mangroves and gave me a dirty look and kept right on walking. I was like, what was in it, the world it, are you doing was here? Was it black or was it No, no, no. It was traditional. Uh, no, traditional. traditional. <laughs> it was traditional. Well, I called the FWC and reported it because they wanted you to report panther yeah, sightings. No, no, I We tried reporting... A, as big as a panther cat with a long black tail up on the top of Tampa Bay. Oh, no, 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 they said. We don't have any such thing. Yeah, they thought I was crazy then, too. Yeah. They were like, no, there's, there can't be any panthers in that area. I was like, I know what I saw, man. All right, taking a break. Top of the hour, hour three is right around the corner. Stay right there. We're on the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. <laughs> 